All right. How are you getting on? I'm doing, I'm standing up. I'm standing up now, right now, right? I know you guys like to believe that this is just a voice that just comes from the, from the ether. That comes from a different dimension to spread cheer and love and passion and just stimulate the hearts and minds of man. The greatest, the greatest, the greatest beast of all, man. And it turned out the killer was the great, whatever. Um, but I, I do have a human body and I mostly sit down. I normally have a human, I have a human body and I'm normally sitting down. But I'm going to be honest, guys, today I'm in a fucking fowler. Call me Robbie because I'm in a fowler, Robbie Fowler, play for Liverpool. Call me, um, call me the chicken man, because I'm a fowler. Um, whatever. I'm in, a, I'm, in a, I'm in a bad mood. I'm in a bad mood. And this is my eighth time trying to record this podcast. People say, you know, I remember thinking, I remember, I remember when I was working in other, when I was working in terrible jobs, fantasizing about the idea that I would have my own office, my own podcast. I would have just people to listen to me. Why won't they listen to me? Why won't they just listen? I have so much to say. Why won't they just listen? And then here I am just fucking in a fowler. And you know what? I, I, I broke it. Guys, I broke it. I broke Dry Jan. Dry Jan is on the flow, shattered into pieces. Seven years bad sex because I smashed it. And the first seven versions of me recording this podcast was me trying to make that be a good thing. I was saying, guys, great news. That, you know, the thing I didn't want to do? Dry Jan? I stopped doing it. Yay. And I'm going to be honest, I had a couple of pints on Wednesday. I had a couple of pints and I felt, I was like, wow, this is amazing. Hey, remember pints? They're back. They're in my mouth. But now, you know, that was Wednesday. Then there was Thursday when I only had, I had two, I had two cans of beer while playing The Witcher. You know, I was like, he's got the meat. I had three, actually, I had three. I'm lying to you. I had three and two of them were 6%. Right. Fancy IPAs. And so I woke up this morning and I'm groggy and I'm hungover. And this podcast that I do. Sorry, why am I shouting at you? Hey, sorry, come back here. And this podcast that I do that really, you know, doesn't it that really isn't benefited by me second guessing myself even more. I'm now second guessing myself even more. I sit here while I'm standing now. Staring at the wall, staring at my Ghanaian, as in from Ghana, Jerry Maguire poster, where to sell it, they had to make it look like a, a, a Tom Cruise action movie. So he's holding two Uzis in it. Um, I'm staring at that poster. Well, that, uh, that actually, uh, let me tell you about my office, actually. That's what we'll do. I'll tell you about my office. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, in my office. Uh, I have a Ghanaian uh, Jerry Maguire poster. I've got three uh, X-Men uh, first editions uh, on the wall. One is the first appearance of Gambit, my favorite X-Man. Uh, another one is uh, the first uh, issue of the Days of Future Past, where it's in the future and all the X-Men are uh, dead and Wolverine's really old. And then another one is the first uh, appearance of the Phoenix, when Jean Grey becomes the Phoenix. I have those framed and they're on my wall. And that makes me feel great now looking at that. That makes me feel good. I'm in a better mood now, having done that. Sometimes, sometimes, guys, you just got to stand up, look at your wall, and realize what you have. And I'm going to try and not be in a foul mood in this podcast. This is... Oh, let me tell you this. Here's a funny story. Um, we used to watch... Uh, we When we did the sponsored walk in my school, School Huira on Griffith Avenue... Um, we used to do a uh, sponsored walk and then you'd go back into the school and we watched on the on the projector uh, a movie, right? And every year, 
it was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, right? Until one year. And this was like, I would have been about eight. So this would have been in 1995, right? In 1995, Mr. Daly comes out, the principal. And we're all like, oh, here we go. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs again. And he gets on the mic and he says, this is not Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. This is Tron. <laughs> and the screen came down and he put on Tron. It was great. Anyway, this is Tony Campbell's Shit Show. So here we are. Wow, look at us. Look at us, hey? I hope some of these are still, you know, looking after yourself and doing the... I, I just got bored of it. I got bored of the dry jam, right? And then I just... And then the first day was fine. I woke up fresh as a daisy. And then the second day, I just... I had three big high-strength IPAs playing The Witcher, thinking I was bloody Geralt of Rivia. And, um, and I'm lethargic AF today. So what I asked you to do, because I couldn't think of anything to talk about today, is um, I asked you guys to, to send in some questions. Um, and these are not so much questions like, hey, uh, here, we are, here we go, Tony Cowell's getting all fucking obsessed with himself. But the topic is a conversation because I kind of can't, I can't very, well, I probably could, but whatever. I can't comfortably just weave in between topics. Do you ever see that Limmy sketch where he's like, what do you say when you go and ask for a haircut? And he's out standing outside a haircut for ages. Like, where's it? Yeah, can I just, can I have a haircut? No, you don't say that. Can I have a haircut? What do you say? Yeah, just a bit of, no, what do you say? Because you never say anything. You just go in. So like this, I don't know how to bring things up. So in future episodes, this is, this is what I wanted to talk about, right? I wanted to talk about some of the worst jobs I've ever, I ever, I've ever had, right? I wanted to talk about uh, uh, Marvin Gaye. Right. I wanted to talk about uh, whatever I had topics, but like I feel like I'm hungover now and I can't really do them justice. I want to get into them deep. I've had some dog shit jobs. Um, let me tell you one. Actually, I'll tell you one. Uh, I used to work for du- I used to work in Dublin Zoo. Right. I used to work in Dublin Zoo selling HB uh, ice cream. Cornetto softs. Right. And um, I had long hair then as well. And I had to wear it in a big hairnet, right? Even though I was handling an ice cream, I had to have my hair in a hairnet and then put a cap on top of it. I look like a fucking Jackson, right? Um, like of the five. I looked like Michael Jackson. Um, and basically I had to go around selling Cornetto Softs and I did it with my mate Joe. Well, one day we were allowed. They just said, does anyone know each other here? And I was like, yeah, we do. And then we were allowed to go around selling Cornetto Softs. Basically, there was a big, massive... I had to cycle around Dublin Zoo with a... Fr- it was a fridge that had a bike next stuck to it, right? Well, I mean, it was, it was you know, whatever. It was made. I didn't know it, was, it, was fucking, it wasn't stuck. Like, it wasn't glued. See, this is what I'm talking about. I want to talk... I think it's a funny bit, and I want to, I want to talk... I'm not fucking talking about this. I'm not talking about this. Well, I have to now. Right. <laughs> oh... Why, like, I'm literally just talking to a microphone and I'm acting like someone's like, stop, will you leave me alone? That's what, that's, that's the feeling that I'm getting now. It's just like, will you just fucking leave me alone? And I'm literally just talking to a microphone here, right? How's that for mental health? Anyway, I'm not trying to have a fucking, calm down, take a breath. You wouldn't treat a dog like that. Um... So anyway, we had to cycle around these um, these bikes that had fridges attached to them. And uh, no one showed us how to pull a, a Cornetto soft, right? So we basically you had these cartridges and then you had the cone. So you put the cone in a little holder, you put the cartridge in, then you'd pull it down, right? So we were there and some kid was like, yeah, can I have a Cornetto soft, please? And we're like, right, where we go? First customer of the day. We put the cone in and then we put the little cartridge in and we were pulling down on it and just... 
it wouldn't budge. For whatever reason, we just felt really weak. And this thing, we couldn't get the ice cream to come out of the cartridge onto the thing. And we were pulling it so hard that the thing broke and just fucking flung this plastic cartridge across the zoo, right? And then this little kid, he couldn't have been more than like five, just said, you know, you have to peel the thing off before you pull it. You have to peel the thing. You have to peel the thing off. So anyway, we did that. And we were pulling Cornetto Softs. And some kid ran over to us and was like, Help! The Lord Mayor's son is missing! The Lord Mayor's son is missing! And I was like, what? Oh, what? Because you feel like, I I work here. You know, it's my authority to help find the Lord Mayor's son. It's my first day. Uh, And and first, it's my first day and I'm going to get in trouble for losing the Lord Mayor's son. So I started like, okay, calm down. Uh, Right, we need to find... And then I made Joe who was in Young Fianna Fáil. Don't hold it against him. He was in. He was the head of Young Fianna Fáil at the time. And he goes, whoa, hang on. Royston doesn't have a son. And the kid ran away. The kid, <laughs> it's the fucking weirdest prank ever, was like, I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to run over to these two Klims and I'm going to say the Lord Mayor's son is missing and I'm going to have him looking for ages. But Joe was fucking smart. He had one up on this kid. He said, sorry, sorry. Royston Brady doesn't have a son, who was Lord Mayor at the time. And the kid fucking scarpered off. Now, the job got really shit when they separated me and Joe. And then they put me in the, um, they put me in the, the restaurant, right? And they were like, right, Tony, you just make chips, right? I think they could tell how stupid I am, right? And they were like, we were just, I hadn't even been there first day. And they're like, right, you just, you just, you just sit, stand here and make chips, right? So... I'm there at the fry thing and I'm pouring in the frozen chips into the fry basket and then putting them in the oil. And then you check them, check the color, and after a certain amount of minutes you time it, you know, and then you put the chips to the side. So I was like, right, you're you're in front, you're in charge of chips. So I was there, put them in, did it, checked it, and then put the chips to the side. I'm like, right, there we go. First first bunch of chips done. And it was really slow. There was no one in the zoo restaurant. So no one was coming and no one was ordering anything. So I was like, right, well, I've, I've cooked the first thing of chips. Now I'm just going to cook the ch- more chips. And I opened another bag. And I put them in, wait until they were brown, whatever, five or six minutes. And then I put them on the side under the lamp. And like just all I was told was to just make chips. So I did. And I kept... I, I kept making chips. And so, the and I was just like left alone. And like, this is the thing, I, I have a weird thing where like, I I have to be busy, you know, like I have to look like I'm busy. I keep, I keep even now, I feel like I'm going to be found out for being a lazy asshole. So I was like, right, if I just, that's what they said, just keep making chips. Just, no, they just said make chips. So I kept on bag after bag and no one's around. I'm like, where is everyone? And I'm just putting, the, and the chips are getting cold, and there's like a fucking mountain of chips on the side. And then the woman who was looking after me, she burst in the door, and she goes, Tony, stop making chips! And it was a fucking mound. I must have gone through about six frozen bags of chips. And they were like, no, just like, and then, oh, no. Like, the, the disappointment in her eyes. And so she was like, no, just... And then we can reheat the ones. We just put them in again and just for a second, we'll flash fry them. And then I was like, I'm sorry. And then, and then I, this is my whole paranoia about being in trouble. I'm like, no, but you, you said make chips. No, but you just said to make chips. So I didn't do that in bad. I didn't do that in bad. I still do that now. I do that in my marriage. I'm like, oh, no, but you said, no, hang on. You said I'm not in trouble. I'm not in trouble now because, you know. Anyway. See, again, would have, I would have been a funnier story if I wasn't so hungover. But yeah, terrible, terrible job. And then, this is, I was, I'm such a, this is the only thing I can do. This is the thing. I need to thank my lucky stars that I'm unemployed for anything else. Um, because I can't, I'm a terrible worker. I was good in sales. I'm going to be honest. I was good in sales. And I'm, I think I'm an, I think I'm a, I, I'm an, I'm an empathetic manager of people. You know, but whatever. Shut up. Shut up. But anyway, then later on the zoo. They put me back on the fucking bike fridge. So I'm cycling around. They go, right, Tony. I feel, I feel like when everyone was talking to me, they were always like, just like, oh, 
this asshole again. Right, Tony, just go over to the petting zoo and sell there. Um, there should be a plug there for, for the fridge. So I went out to the petting zoo following orders and I couldn't find a plug to plug in the fridge. But they said st- just go to the petting zoo. So I didn't want to go back because I didn't want to get in trouble. So I waited at the petting zoo and there was no one there. I was there at the petting zoo with a bike fridge that wasn't plugged in. And then I waited until my shift was over and then I brought the bike back. And now, obviously everything was melted. Obviously everything was fucking melted. And then they were like, and I went back and they were like, how'd you get on? I was like, ah, there was, there was no one there. And also I couldn't find the plug you were talking about. And he goes, you didn't, pl- you didn't plug it in. I was like, no. And then he looked inside. You fool, everything's melted. And I'm like, you said go to the Penton Zoo and I couldn't find the plug. <laughs> anyway, didn't get sacked. I just didn't show up one day and then everyone back. I tell you though, kids, you know, you know, like Dumbo, right? I was reading Dumbo to my nephew there. And, you know, there's the bit where the kids are being mean to Dumbo. Hey, you big ears. Hey, you fucking big ear freak. And they all look geeky, right? No word of a lie. I remember seeing the kid look exactly like that. Real gangly motherfucker, right? Shouting at the at the fucking, uh, what are they called? The tape ear, right? Shouting at the tape ear. Oh, you, oh, you fucking big nose. You big nose wank. And like spit. Like that exists. That's not just fucking Walt Disney. So I was glad. I was glad to get out of there. Also, I cut, burnt my bridges there. Just by being a fucking terrible. Excuse me. I'm getting sick. By being a terrible employee. So this is my job. Right? This is my job now. I get to do this. Right? So that's the way I should view this. So stop stop being in a mood, Tony. Right? Anyway, I asked you guys. This is what I was getting on to. I asked you guys to ask me questions. What, what, was, that, what was that website? Anonymous or whatever where you could have... Hey, uh, ask me questions about myself. Um, so I've asked you, I've asked you because I couldn't think of things to say uh, to ask me questions. So there, that's that's it. I'm say, whoa, great setup, gas, right? Um, worst comedy gig bombing so far. Uh, my early gigs were terrible. Because I had never seen stand-up comedy. And I'm like... And also, I kind of... See, this is the thing. You, you kind of think in your head, well, funny people are just funny. So you just go out there, you be funny, you know. And yeah, I don't really want to overwork it, you know, because I feel like it'll just work out much better if it just kind of comes, you know, from 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 off the top of the dome. You know what I mean? So just get the rough idea. But you have to fucking practice, practice, practice word for word. Because it is such an unfamiliar environment. You're not just standing in front of your, you know, you're not out at a bonfire making your mates laugh. This is not a comfortable situation. This is so foreign so that you need to know word for word what you're saying. Or at least fucking piece by piece exactly what you're going to be talking about. So I didn't. So I was like, fucking, what do you say? So I went out. Look, what do you say? So I went out and basically said, uh, hey, how's it going on? I'm, I'm, uh, I'm Tony. Um, I'm Irish. Uh, and I'm not in the IRA, but if you don't laugh, I will shoot you all. <laughs> and I just and I just got here, and I just went got worse from there. I think I was talking about actually. I did have a very funny bit. I had a I had a bit about uh, trying to finger my girlfriend, and I said uh, my technique with fingering my girlfriend is so bad. It's like. <laughs> my technique with fingering my girlfriend is like when a battery falls out of your remote and rolls under the couch and you're trying to get it back. <laughs> um, but um, so, yeah, it wasn't great. Now, recently I had a bad gig where I did cherry comedy, which is honestly still probably one of my favorite places to do to, to do comedy in Dublin. Um, and I was downstairs in Whelan's. Uh, and I was getting a, a pint of water because I'm teetotal before I go up and do my gig. After that, it's fucking balls to the wall, going fucking wild, especially if it's a good gig. Yes, man. But uh, so I was having to get my pint of water, and it was this woman. Well, she's not a woman. She was a, a young girl, 
and she was screaming at the fucking bartender. Yeah, Rockshaw's fucking shy. Rockshaw is shy. Clearly, he had just been like, what would you like? And she's like, what you have? And he had said what they had, and she did not want to hear Rockshaw. So she said to me, do you like Rockshaw? And I said, yeah, it's all right. It goes down easy. And she goes, got really close to me. She's like, what's your fucking name? And I said, Tony. And she goes, are you here for the gig, Tony? And I'm like, I'm actually doing comedy. I'm I'm performing. And she goes, right, well, I'm going to be up the front during your gig. And I'm going to be fucking screaming at you the whole time. And you know what? She was fucking true to her word and derailed the thing. She was just like shouting, boring. And like, what? (laughs) And like literally just right before getting to the punchline, just like, what the fuck is this? And you know, what? I'm not, you know, I ain't no, you know, I'm not a, I'm not a heckle back guy, you know. Few times I've been round this track and if you're having a go at me on stage, I ain't no heckle back guy. I ain't no heckle back guy. I can't heckle you back. Well, I can, but you know, I'm not cruel. So I didn't have a, so anyway. She caught me off guard, even though, to be fair, she gave me about an hour's warning and said, I'm going to be right up the front and I'm going to be having a go at you. So at one point I said, please stop shouting, please. I pleaded. And when you do that, you just fucking lose the respect. You lose the respect of the whole room. So that was um, that was fun. That was fun. That was that's a recent and old memory of, of bombing. Um, sexiest conspiracy theory. OK. Well, I, I mean, genuinely, I believe the sexiest conspiracy theory is that the 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 main people who are running the this globe. <laughs> Sorry, that must have spiked my drink. Um, I uh, the sexiest one is obviously that there's interdimensional reptilians who are in control of everything. Um, one that's not as popular. Here's one for you. Badgers, huh? Did I stutter? I said badgers. Now, when you think of a badger, what do you think? Do you think a badger is a bad boy? Do you think a badger is the bad boy of the woodland? Also, isn't it mad? Like, I know we you know, think badgers and stuff are mad and squirrels and stuff. But if you ever have someone here come from, like, Spain or, I don't know, probably have squirrels in Spain. But, like, you know, places they don't have squirrels and they see a squirrel and they're like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> or like, a, or a badger or a skunk or a hedgehog. And people see them and they're like, oh my God, don't fucking hell. Well, they don't say it like that because they're not Irish, but badgers. Anyway, are they the bad boys of the woodland critters? Uh, Or is their bad rap, bad rep rather, uh, conjured up by farmers who want you to believe that badgers are bad? Right, get this, right? I went on the dark web once and I won't go back on again. Well, I might, but whatever. I went on once and I went onto a website that had uh, declassified documents. Uh, w- um, a- allegedly, I did. And I saw one and it was talking about how, uh, I don't remember what where, where, where it was from, but it was one of these documents that kind of had like redacted parts and it was all blacked out and stuff like that. And basically it was saying that it was basically like a memo of how to talk about badgers so that it would take focus off what's happening to them. So basically, when people think about badgers, they think they carry TB, they will bite your leg, and they will get locked jaw, and then you have to carry a stick and snap it so that they let go of you. Uh, they are vicious, they attack, they kill kids, um, all this shit, all this stuff that you're meant to believe. This was basically saying that's all bullshit, and it's been created by the farming industrial complex lobbyists who are trying to have you believe that badgers are horrible bastards so that, that when their land is encroached upon by farm or farms getting bigger and bigger, that you don't have to feel bad for the badger because badgers are bad boys. But in reality, badgers are actually quite sweet and gentle and kind. Uh, I don't know about that, but whatever. They they're, they're, they're don't have fucking TB. This is what I read. So that's a juicy conspiracy that people might not know about. Is that Badger's actually pretty sound? And it's the farmers, man. It's actually the farmers who are bad. Um, What else? Oh, I have one here from uh, my pal. Fergal Costello, uh, the director of Something Doesn't Feel Right, the horror film that I was in last year. Um, 
Hey, Ferg, when are we going to get that film out, huh? The fans have been clamoring. Um, he said, hey, bro, ready for a serious question? How's your day-to-day professionally? And do you feel the odd high satisfies the often, Jesus, what am I at, vibe of the creative's life? Um, well, like, like a day like today, I probably would have greatly appreciated going in to do a job, being given a task by a boss um, and kind of done it half-assed and been able to kind of disappear and then be like, right, no, fuck it, it's grand. On Monday, I'm going to get back and I'm going to do my proper thing. Uh, I would have appreciated that today. Kind of left to my own devices today, having a little bit of a hangover, knowing that I had, you know, work to do. I was probably more cruel on myself than I should be. Um, but the fucking highs, man, I tell you. And there's so many highs. There is there's a high of the, you know, sitting there scribbling an idea that's making you laugh. Uh, there's the high of editing something and looking at it over and over before you put it out. There's a high of people reacting to something or resonating with it. There's a high of people, you know, you know, using the thing that you make to communicate their own moods, you know, tagging people saying, this is you, this is me. Um, but it is, I mean, you know, it's, it's also freelance. It's tough. I mean, it definitely, the highs, the highs are unbelievably much bigger than, 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 than the lows. Um, cause I think, yeah, you know, it is that kind of second guessing yourself. Why are you second guessing yourself? Just don't. I think my, I keep saying this every year, but my, my goal my goal is always to just do half-assed things really well, you know, have, I mean, my jokes don't have a fucking punchline, you know, I mean, me laughing at what Simpsons character are you or, you know, repeating, do you want a soft drink or whatever, like none of these, this isn't like, this isn't well, well crafted, but they're little tiny moments of what I think kind of is a bigger thing. If I want to wax about what I do here. I feel like the the things that I put out are kind of snapshots of a bigger world that you don't fully see. That, to be perfectly honest, I probably wouldn't be able to develop. But I could develop a conversation between a weird guy calling up a chipper, ordering up, uh, you know, yeah, can I get a snack box? Can I get um, uh, fish and chips for for the kid? And uh, yeah, and a buttered sausage for daddy. Like I don't know who that guy is, and there's a much bigger story going on there. But I, that's what I that's. So that those little kind of like nuggets, I feel like I'm kind of every single one of these is conjuring a much bigger developed piece that never gets made. And I don't have the I don't have the attention span to make. But anyway, the day to day. I mean, I definitely wish that I was less distracted. But I mean, I mean, fucking making stuff, you know, and being heard. Fucking as, as good as as good as it gets, as good as it gets. Now, what else we got? What else we got? And I'm sorry for this format, guys. I'm I'm gonna come back, come back with uh, <laughs> a great question here. What's the funniest sounding type of fart? Do you reckon? Um, the one I think the ones that kind of ask questions, you know, like you know. Although I just love the. I love um. I love just making noises. I I love. I love like Europe, you know, overdubbed European videos where it's like someone walking around and they're like, oh, oh, oh. I think that's very funny. Um, Is being a comedian a lot more challenging with today's PC culture? Um, No, I don't think so. I just think, I think, well, it depends. For people who are making, no, I'm not fucking touching that. No, whatever. I'm not touching that. Um, although here's another interesting one, uh, and this is actually from a woman, and I think genuinely you're asking this in, in earnest, I won't say who you are, uh, good female comedians are very rare, why do you think that is? I don't think that is, I don't think that is, and I got a hot take on this, right? When a man starts out, when a man starts out, and they have to fi- figure out their first five minute set, they go to the things that they find funny, which are always wanking, embarrassing shit 
fucking stories, pissing yourself, shitting yourself, times you were stupid. Um, or you go down the route of like, hey, I'm a cocky guy. Hey, I want to be the next fucking Bill Hicks. You shut the fuck up or whatever it is, you know. Hey, I'm angry, you know. It's attributes of fucking I'm disgusting, I'm cocky, I'm loud, I'm brash. All of these things people won't tolerate. Uh, They won't tolerate an inexperienced woman to do. They won't tolerate a woman talking about wanking when it's her first ever set or her period. And that's why it became such a fucking... Which is so annoying that people be like, Oh, here come a fucking fucking period joke. How about a fucking wanking joke? Are you serious? It's not the same period joke. You just don't want to fucking hear about periods. There's nothing wrong with the things that you're hearing. You just aren't... You as pundits, everyone as pundits, is not letting it in your ear holes. Question yourself why you would let a man make the same joke. That you're not letting a woman say. Women have the parameters of what they can actually talk about. Are, 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 they're so small and narrow. You couldn't even fucking, you know. It's like writing a joke on a fucking, on a, on a grain of rice. How much people will tolerate out the gate. And not to mention the fact that there's the boys club. There's the fact that you can't, that, that there are, you know, actual people who, who have been known not to book women and give them chances to develop, you know. And so it's difficult. It is more difficult. So it doesn't attract. It doesn't. So I would say that you're wrong. And there's a lot of incredibly funny female comedians. Like there's obviously the there's bad comedians. And there's, you know, there's there's people have off nights. People have good nights, whatever it is. But I would say that the parameters for what people will actually tolerate in terms of material of joke is the, the standard has to be so much is set so much higher um, for women. And I think it's a lot more difficult for women to get started, to get settled, and to even fucking get booked to begin with. Fellow past call center worker, dying breed mate, all automated now. More of that. Yeah, call center. That was another terrible job that I had. Um, It was so bad that it had to be shut down by the Daily Mail. Uh, I used to work for a call center uh, in London that that someone did an expose on. Right. And to be fair, it was fairly innocent stuff. It was it was a terrible job. And for whatever reason, I put down they wanted my name as it appeared on my passport, which is Anthony. Right. So everyone used to call me Anthony. And because I really hated the job, I kind of thought, right, I'll I'll let people call me Anthony here just because, you know, it it won't be the real me. I felt like it won't be the real me because I didn't want to be there. Right. So everyone was calling me Anthony, and it was so fucked. Anthony, mate, you meant to be asking multiple times. There's people dying in the Red Cross, mate. And I hated it. And it got shut down um, because there was some woman who was clearly... I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not having a go, but like her CV said that she was did journalism. And she was very attractive, very competent, very smart. I mean, there was people there in the call center, a lot of very small, smart people. It was half a mixture of people who um, were like wannabe actors and comedians like me and other, other people who had literally like been arrested for armed robbery and a nice little mix of the two. Um, so this woman who wasn't, was young, attractive, uh, ha- you know, was a journalist who was asking a lot of questions about what to do if, you know, uh, people say that they don't want to give and all this stuff. So she was videotaping all these training sessions. And to be fair, they do look really bad. There's one where one of the call center uh, trainers is like, um, I don't care if she's 60. I don't care if she's 80. We need to hit her now. They can always pay more. Didn't really last long after that. Um, didn't really last long. Um but I always thought it was kind of like, you know, you just you just kind of create a fake. Um, although I did actually realize, like, there's 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 genuine racism for Irish people in the UK. Like, um, like I had I had people say, like, I had people who like some old enough people who, who didn't want to take my call because I was Irish, you know, and they're like, no, thank you. I think you've been licking the Blarney Stone too long. I genuinely that someone said that to me about or that was said to me about four or five times. No, uh, no, you're all right, mate. Uh, it actually sounds to me like you've been licking the Blarney Stone too long and hanging up on me. 
And then I had another uh, a call center manager who uh, said to me, uh, I did something stupid. And she said, ha, well, can I say, that was really Irish of you. So, but whatever, I played it up. I was like, ha, well, you won't ever drink me under a table. Hi, ta, 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 ta. Um, what else we got here? And I'm sorry about the, the nature of this. I, as I said, next week, I'll give you some absolutely... Basically, what I'm doing at the moment is... I normally do these on Mondays, but I'm doing it on Friday. So I'm going on holidays. So between me putting this out on Monday and, you know... I normally have like a weekend to kind of think these through and what I'm going to talk about in the episode and kind of percolate some ideas before I give it a plunge. But I haven't been able to. Uh, how to stop procrastinating. Well, let me tell you this, Jackalberry Finn 7... Uh, I did my first day of the Pomodoro technique yesterday and I got about two hours worth of solid work done. I mean, I had other, I mean, I was kind of fluttering about and getting back to emails and doing bits and bobs of work, but I mean, sorry, I'm bur burping like a madman. Um, I, uh, and it, no, like, I mean, two hours of like proper deep work where like distraction free the time just flew by by doing the Pomodoro technique where you have a timer and he said it's 25 minutes. You work for 25 minutes and then you take a five minute break and you get up. And genuinely, uh, I use this app called Forest. And every time you do these little breaks, they plant a tree so that by the end of the day, you look at a lovely garden. Um, I did fuck all today, though. Um, Legalized herb, says Adam Empton. Maybe you've been smoking the amp yourself. Can't do that voice. I'll do that voice. Uh, legalize the herb. Absolutely. Absolutely legalize the herb. Let me tell you about the fucking biggest religious experience I ever had in my life. Me and another fella, I won't tell you who, um, although he probably wouldn't mind, but I don't want to throw him under the bus. Uh, it was the first time I had my, my own weed. You know when you have other people are smoking weed and like you're kind of like you're smoking a bit off them? And also, this is the thing. I realized, right, if you, if you don't... Peep, there's misconceptions about weed, okay? And it's because you got some fucking idiot who thinks the funnest thing to do is show how he can smoke more weed or at least maintain the ability to stand and other people can't and fucking top load some fucking joint and purposely gets people too high. Like, people are putting far too much fucking weed in joints or pipes or whatever they're doing. And then when things get passed around, people are trying to match because they don't know. Like, where's the shaman? You know, where's the guru? Where's someone saying, do you know what? I'm conscious of the fact that uh, I'm six foot two. You're a little girl. You know, you're a, you're a, I mean, a small woman. I'm not six foot two, but you know what I mean? Like big fucking hench lads trying to show off. Uh, conscious of the fact that when you're literally passing a joint to a girl who probably hasn't smoked weed before, who's a much smaller person, you can be like, you can't like, I would, I, can I recommend not trying to, you know, having one tiny inhalation that's mostly air and one little and see how you feel and come back to me in 15 minutes. Like, People, are, people think, ah, no, weed doesn't agree with me. Yeah, when people are drinking wine, you don't just fucking grab the bottle and chug. You know, you sip and you see how you, you see how you fare, right? So massive misconceptions or, or education. What is this weed? Is this the talky sort of weed or is this the sort of I'm going to lie down for a while and think about how I haven't called my dad? Anyway, don't. So, yeah, legalize the herb, but uh, educate educate people for god's sake i feel like i was going to talk about something else yeah my religious experience right it was the first time i had my own weed and i was smoking a pipe right and i had very short i still have a very short attention span i mean if i wasn't married i would probably have like four screens on at any given time i'd probably be watching something on youtube while ga while gaming while kind of looking at my phone i like having loads of screens at me to kind of block out the silence <laughs> well not so much anymore i get to enjoy my company a little bit more now but so I think at the time I was uh, I was put, filling up the pipe. Uh, I had Planet Earth on, right? Uh, and I had Cigarose playing. So Cigarose was just playing. And it was that song, you know. You silo, you silo, lo filo. And I was playing. Um, and I, we, me and my mate hit, hit a thing of this, this pipe while watching uh, Blue Planet. That's what it was. Blue Planet on DVD. And this was like when DVD was like, oh my God, I have a DVD. It looks fucking crystal clear. So we were watching this and we were we got really high and we were like fascinated. And then there was a bit where David Attenborough was like, the, the, the tail span of a blue whale is about the width 
of a 747 jet. And then it lifts up the tail. And I finally understood the scale of genuinely how big a blue whale was. And genuinely, me and my mate were just like fucking I have never, I felt like I witnessed the majesty of the universe, the God, while Sigaros was playing. You can't get that sober. <laughs> you can't get that sober. But then what people do is they wake and bake and they waste and they waste their college years and they don't do anything and they and they know this doesn't quite feel right and they know they probably should be getting up and be getting out and they're not and they're using it as a kind of like, it's not even a duvet anymore, it's just the way it's supposed to be. And if there is someone coming around looking for your vote in the general election, ask them about marijuana, because it should be on. Everyone should be talking about it. I don't even smoke. I don't even smoke it that much. I don't even smoke it that much. But you shouldn't. You shouldn't be fucking terrified about having some stupid fucking, some stupid little thing in your pocket that makes you realize how big whales are. That's all it does, for God's sake, and helps other people who have fucking whatever seizures. Second most important thing: see how big whales are. Second most important thing, uh, helping people through uh, seizures and cancer relief. But seeing whales as big as they are, number one primary function of marijuana. Um, whatever. I got, wait, 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 wait. Oh, here's a good one. Are you gay? Says, and I will name and shame. Uh, oh, my God. You have your whole. Dermot, Dermot Kinsler. There you are. Dermot Kinsler asks, are you gay? Um, never got to find out. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure I'm not, right? Because I'm very attracted to my wife, and she's a woman. Um, and also, this is, the, this is the number one thing. I love tits. Call me tit member, because I love tits. Right? Don't know if you've ever seen Gold Member, that's it. Austin Powers is the best film. Um, and, me, and, I mean, some men do, but I mean, like, proper, like, mammaries. I love big jabs. Um, you know, that's not, you know. And I don't like, I don't mind penises. Um, and I've, look, I've, I've, I've gone on Pornhub. I've hovered my mouse over some of the gay images, but my preferences are set to straight and I'm not changing them, you know. Yes, I do follow a couple of bearded hunks on Instagram, but I don't, I, I don't want them to fuck me, you know. And I know that, you know, a lot of gay guys don't, you know, you know, whatever. <laughs> whatever. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, I think on the Kinsey scale, because of how much I love uh, jabs, yeah, I'm probably like 70% straight, you know. But, you know, there's a busy enough 30% in there, you know. But Jesus, a penis like, you know. I think I'd be good at it, you know, but I don't, I don't want to. So you are Dermot Kinsley, you child. Um, aliens. Uh, yeah, love them. And I used to be terrified of them. I remember seeing this film. My dad knew that I loved aliens because uh, I used to love the X-Files. And if there was a, if there was a poster of an alien that said, take me to your dealer smoking a big spliff, then I had it. I had that poster. Um, and I loved drawing aliens. I was obsessed with aliens. So my dad saw that was on Sky One. There was going to be a film called uh, Fire in the Sky, and I still don't even feel comfortable fucking saying I'm a 32 year old man. And I, it was about 25 years ago I saw this film. My dad was like, "Oh, you should record that. That's an alien film. We should watch that together." And I was like, "Okay." And I was already terrified of the ad, right? So we watched this fucking film, and oh my god, dad. Did he shit the bed by showing me this thing? This film basically is a film about a guy getting abducted by aliens in the middle of the night and the deep sadomasochistic torture that they put him through. They are operating on him while he's alive, while he's sentient. They're scary. They're like, you know, like invasive dental and eye surgery on him. He is screaming the whole time. It is terrifying and I still can't even watch someone my mate uh I think my mate Joe um same Joe I worked in the zoo with uh bought me it on DVD and I just I hadn't I didn't even I don't even think I brought it home I don't even think I brought it home from the pub I was so scared I think I purposely stuffed it under a cushion and I was like ha, 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 ha. I was like me 30 or something 
and I stuffed it under the cushion. Um, that was before that. So yeah, aliens, terrified of them. And I had a huge fear of, um, I had a huge fear, like that Mulder fear, you know, of his sister getting abducted by aliens, that it was going to be a big bright light in the middle of the night and they were going to take me away. Terrified of alien abductions, genuinely. Like I had to sleep with a nightlight for years. Um, but I believe, I believe in them, but I don't, I don't, um, and I believe in flying. I actually, I, I kind of believe that flying saucers are their own self piloted things and aren't piloted by aliens and i believe aliens um are just these kind of like they look at us like fucking bacteria you know like in the same way we look at bacteria on a kind of two-dimensional plane in a microscope i believe they look at our three dimensions like that like some simplified version while they zip zap zap through time and space and you know are able to fucking turn the galaxy into a donut and just pierce a hole through it or whatever you know it is I believe that that there is there is a much yeah yeah shut up whatever uh, I won't say the name but best way to ask a girl from work on a date don't 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 do it don't do that um I mean I don't you know I, I, I'm not going down the kind of, you know, that's inappropriate, that's an abuse of power or any of that shit or whatever like that. I mean, that definitely happens in workplace environments, but uh, people pander to this whole, but I feel uh, like I want to, I feel like I want to be, I feel like I want to have sex with her, with her. Uh, but I just, I have to give in to my feelings. This is what I feel. This is true. Don't fucking get over it. Go direct that somewhere else. You know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying that you know, love or lo- liking someone or these emotions are things that are just like the same as as uh, as eating or food or anything like that. But I'm fucking not far off. Just eat something else. Eat a banana somewhere else. Go talk to someone else. Don't ask someone out from work while you're working there, or do whatever. Maybe it's meant to be. A lot of people meet in work. What am I talking about? Um, but you know, I, I suppose, I mean, yeah, do you know, I mean, whatever, if, if you feel, if you, if you kind of have clear indication that, you know, it would work out well, but you know, it, I, I probably wouldn't do it because, you know, if it didn't go well, that's not a kind of environment to be in. And also you're kind of, you know, you want to have an exit strategy and you want them to feel like they have an exit strategy so that them being with you proves that they actually want to be with you and it isn't some other exterior motive. You can't have exterior motives as to why you'd want to be together. But what I am talking about is people being like, I like you more than a friend. Being like, man, get over that shit. Just fucking get over that shit. You just can't, you know, can't be fucking putting people in uncomfortable situations just because I have to, I have to let them know. It's how I feel. Well, I, I had to eat a Eddie Rockets. I just, I thought in my mind what I'd like to eat, and I wanted to eat Eddie Rockets. And well, I can't not give in to my how I feel. Well, I needed to piss, so I decided that I wanted to do that right now, and so I pissed on your car. What? Well, I had to give in to how I feel. We can't just, we can't be, you know, this is why fucking Sigmund Freud moved up to the fucking mountains in his in the end of his years because he believed that deep down people giving in to their fucking base urges, we are holding on by a fucking hair. How we're not running around shitting and riding everything right now. Like this is, society is held on by a hair. So you need to just really, you need to celebrate that hair. You need to celebrate those bonds that hold you back from doing very stupid stuff, which we all fucking would do. So, you know. Now, I realize you just asked, should I ask a girl out and work? Yeah, whatever. So, sorry about this kind of different, you know, different type of format for this one. Uh, I just needed a bit of help from you guys to talk about some topics. Don't you worry. Next episode, I... I might tell you, I might, I might get primed ahead of Valentine's Day, tell you about my love of Marvin Gaye. Maybe I'll even have a music episode. Who knows? I'll tell you about how much I love really sexy music. How I feel that we should actually be able to play music that is too sexy. Some people won't put on Careless Whisper. Because they think, I can't put on Careless Whisper. People are going to think I want to fuck them. 
people don't play publicly sexy music enough. And they should. Maybe I'll talk about that. And a couple of more hot takes for you. But you tell you what, if you would like to see me, and you would like to see me doing some cool gigs, uh, I got some tour dates coming up. So let me tell you what they... Uh, why, am I, why am I talking to you guys? Hey, February 8th and 9th in Galway. Both of those are sold out. Town Hall Theatre. I'm hoping to put on more gigs there. I just need to check with the venue about um, another date. It could be April, potentially, uh, after the gig. Um, after February. So, yeah. Uh, February 14th in Cypress Avenue in Cork. Still some tickets for that. Please do come along. I love Cypress Avenue. Played there last time. It was tremendous fun. Uh, February 15th, the Bray Comedy Festival. That is now sold out. Um, and actually so much so that my pal actually is having her birthday the same day and they made her switch rooms to uh, put more seats south gas isn't it Um, February 20th uh, in Dolan's in Limerick please come along to that that'll be great I'm looking forward to playing in Limerick Uh, February 22nd in Hoth the Abbey Tavern there that is now sold out Um, March 14th in Rat Oath uh, that is close to being sold out so please do get your tickets now don't sleep on it don't sleep on it March 21st, the Spirit Store in Dundalk. Can't wait to go. Tickets are selling well for that, um, but they are still available. Feel free to check them out. Um, February 25th, 26th, and 27th are now sold out. That is the two Sugar Club shows and the Triocton Blanche. I feel like, the, I mean, I should probably just say the ones that are on sale, but I just this just feels amazing. What a life. Fergal, man, this, this is the highs. Let me tell you about this. Uh, and then March 28th, I completely have, uh, not that I forgot, but I, uh, it hasn't been on the list on notes that I've been saying. I've been talking about it online. But in Cavanaugh's, in Port Leash, on March 28th. So please do come along to that uh, in Port Leash. That's going to be a good gig. Uh, and as far as I know, it's selling well. Everything's selling well. Everything's great. Everything on the face is great. But what's going on underneath? Underneath, I'm hungover and I was being a bit grumpy today. But you know what? Talking to you guys has really cheered me up. I love you. I'll see you next week. This has been Tony Campbell's Show.